another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And we're being joined by Lucy Taylor. Hi, Lucy. Hello. All right. So this week, uh, we're definitely still doing our top five uh, football movies at the end of the show. Uh, actually, you know what? No, I take that back. We're going to do it at the beginning of the show because the rest of the time, we are talking uh, about it. In particular, our weekend dealing with it. So, um... Let's roll right along through this, shall we? All right. Uh, Lucy, what you got? Uh, Number five. Hmm. I'm trying to remember. I haven't seen a ton of football movies. So I'm trying <laughs> okay. to... I wrote them down, but... If it makes you feel better, I'm, I'm a baseball movie person, so yeah, I struggle. I think... I don't think I'm going to put mine in any particular order. That's fine. But The Blind Side. Okay. That's always a good one. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. Makes you cry every time. I'm not going to go that far, but no, yeah, it's I, it's pretty good. I'm a crier, so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I am too anymore, but. I cried during Elf my junior year of high school. I'm sorry, what? I cried at the end of Elf during my junior year of high school. So, Trisha, you're number five. <laughs> uh, little Giants. Okay. I think we talked about that yesterday yeah. when we were coming up with your, your list. Yeah, again, I'm a baseball movie person. Right. So I struggle a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I like sports movies in general, but... Sure. I love baseball movies. I don't get excited about football movies. That's fine. I, if you ask me which sports movies I tend to gravitate towards, boxing movies are my thing. So, so pretty much my like top two are the ones I love, and the others are like, oh yeah, I liked that one. Let's throw that in. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so for me, I'm actually going with The Water Boy. That was my uh, number four, and yeah. Blindside was my number three. Yeah. So uh, Blindside did not make my list, but that's because I kind of varied my list up a little bit. And it is good. Like, I do like the story in it, but mm-hmm. um, and honestly, I'm almost debating replacing it with my number four choice. But uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, no, Waterboy just cracks me up every time I watch it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one up. Mine was also Waterboy. Nice. Okay. Number four was Waterboy. They're number four. So, okay, so Waterboy across the board here, mm-hmm. five and four. Uh, all right, so my number four was Remember the Titans. Which is my number one. Yeah. <laughs> number uh, I would probably put it higher if it hadn't been for the fact that I got burned out on it in high school. Which I get, and I did too, but I'm finally to the point where I've gotten past it and I can start enjoying it again. Because yeah. I remember in high school, I'm pretty sure it was every year during map testing. Mm-hmm. The classes you weren't testing in, they yeah. had to have something for you to do. And so we would watch Remember the Titans. And so we yeah. watched it. I don't even know how many times every year. And then I think it was my – so the new high school opened my senior year. And so I think it was my junior year that they were like, oh, it's, we're going to announce, okay, you know, it's Lisa Mott West. We're like, okay, another cardinal right. direction, big shock, whatever. And like, here's the colors. And, oh, yeah, the mascot's going to be the Titans. And we were all just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You've made us watch Remember the Titans countless times over the years, and now you're going to name the new high school mascot the Titans? Just like, are you really? I'm surprised they didn't. I'm pretty sure that if North wasn't already like that maroon color, they probably would have made it the same colors as the movie. I wonder how that if that's how that conversation went. Well, we can't do red because North is already maroon. It's not crimson. I know they call it crimson. It's not crimson. So I guess we'll make it blue. Yeah. Well, I remember this. This is off topic, but when they first released the mascot, he was holding a lightning bolt in every single staff meeting. My mom would point out, that's what killed the Titans, so maybe we should change it. 
it's so now it's like the flaming rock thing that's like the titan the football what are they the tennessee titans yeah yeah, yeah with it's the sword. Really, it's like the same mm-hmm. look as now, but. yeah only thing I remember about Lee Summit West being the Titans was that, yeah, we sat there and kind of said the same thing about them down at Harrison. We're like, really? Remember the Titans just came out? Okay, whatever. You know, that's fine. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of new high schools that are doing that. Uh, the only thing I really remember about that era, though, is the fact that Lee Summit West got into the playoffs with like a 3-7 and seven record or 4-7 and seven record. And I went, how? How? <laughs> Apparently, they like in Missouri football, you only have to win like your district games at the end of the season. Or at least that's the way it used to be. I don't know how it's changed since then. But yeah. Our team sucked when I was in high school. So I have no idea how Missouri playoffs work because we, we were You've never, never seen one. We were never, definitely never saw one. We were never yeah. even in contention for one yeah. when I was there. Yeah. We were guaranteed like two wins a year that we knew for sure because there's the two high schools that were worse than us in, the, right. in our district. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Harrisonville could had to drive start driving to Arkansas to get teams to play. Them. You know, Rockhurst High School was in our district. Ouch! I didn't realize you guys were class six. Yeah. Huh. I we spent the my entire college our high school career going. Why is there a private high school in our district? This is stupid. They can recruit. Yeah. We can't. Uh, we felt that way about uh, St. Pius. When I was in school, because uh, we had to play them, it seemed like every year in the playoffs, it was always a good matchup. But uh, yeah, yeah, to help those private schools. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, so that was number four. Number three, Rudy. Rudy. It's my number two. Okay. We watch the same thing with like uh, you guys said with Remember the Titans. We watch Rudy yeah. all the time. <laughs> Especially in my health class, for yeah. some reason, every year for health, we'd watch that. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. Uh, with Remember the Titans, it was like my eighth grade year of choirs when, we, when it first started. Mm-hmm. And then it was band trips. So it was like every playoff game, every band trip, every like day that we had a teacher take off for whatever reason, we wound up having to watch at least some part of Remember the In total, I have probably seen that movie about 50 times. Band trips, it was... Um... Monty Python and the Holy Grail. In like class, you. it was DCI finals. Yeah. We watched a lot of DCI finals. Yeah, we weren't so lucky. Uh, although, I will consider it a blessing that we didn't get stuck with Stomp for about the 20th time in a row. So, what are you going to do? But, okay. I'm just happy Drumline came out at the very end of my high school career, so we were not subject to that. Right. Like, I know following years were. Yeah. Okay, so so your number three was Rudy. What was your number three? Um, Blindside. Okay. All right. My number three was Any Given Sunday, and it's the only, well, one of only two professional football movies that uh, that I would put on this list. Um, yeah, that one's that one's like the gritty underside of like the NFL. Not really the NFL, but football culture in the late '90s. So yeah. I always liked it. Highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. So, all right, number two. Mine was Remember the Titans. Remember the number Titans, two. number two. Okay, yours was Rudy. Rudy. Mine was The Replacements, which cracks me up every time I see it. Um, again, it's the only other one that's pro. So, all right, number one. Uh, game plan with the rock. <laughs> and that little girl, I don't remember her name. It's a cute movie. I'm going to yeah. give you that. Like, I didn't hate it when I, I watched it. I liked it all the time. I watched it all the time when I was a kid. Yeah. One of my friends had it on DVD. Uh, I remember I remember watching that by myself when I had time off in between school and the shift there at the theater. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I, like, I didn't have anything to do. Free movies? Yeah, hell, I'll watch it. Why not? It's, like, nothing to write home about, but it's it's a cute movie. Uh-huh. I didn't hate it. So I liked it better than Gridiron Gang. So there's that. All right, your number one. I'm glad you added it, because I thought about adding it just to watch his reaction. Because, <laughs> like I said, the fact that you put Little Giants on your list is just great. Like, I did grow up with that one, so. The same five football movies I know. Might as well put the one I watched. Oh, that's, the fair. <laughs> that's fair. I will say that there's like an abundance of baseball movies, and uh-huh. that makes that a little, a little harder. There's so many. But yeah, all right. Your number one was remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Okay, my number one. Which was- I still remember when um, Ryan Hurst was at com was coming. Oh Comic-Con, yes, and we were talking about it, and I still haven't finished House of Anarchy. I need to. And we were talking about it, and you reminded me that he was Gary Bertier, and I was just like, like, it, like my head exploded because I totally forgotten. Yes, and he, he is clean shaven at one point. He looks totally different. Yes, as Gary Bertier versus now and anything. Right. So it was one of those. I was like, well, how did I like the voice? I should have noticed by the voice alone. Yeah. So when I say. met him, there was like half my brain that was like. It's OB! And the other right. half was like, it's Gary Bertier! Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, yeah, he's those two things, and he's also... The and then I walk up and go, oh, he's really tall. He is tall. But yeah, yeah, you were thinking those two things, and I'm like, yeah, those two things, and he's also the meathead in The Lady Killers with Tom Hanks. And I went, alright, you've done a lot of different things, and you still look really different. Like, you, <laughs> Ryan Hurst now, you've watched Sons of Anarchy, or what was that other one? Outsiders. Outsiders. Uh, he's just long hair, long ass beard. He is just looks like he's about to start in a ZZ Top movie. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah, yeah, uh, really cool guy. Although, uh, if you bring up uh, Ron Perlman to him, if you've ever met Ron Perlman, he will immediately disavow any and all things that he has done. Literally walked up and I was like, I have to tell you a story about meeting Ron Perlman last year, and his immediate reaction, like no thought, just immediately goes. I'm not responsible for anything he said or did. Really? No, 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 it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I promise. Probably okay. Move on his and then I got as far as I was dressed as Merida. And again, knee jerk reaction was, was there cussing and or groping involved? <laughs> well, cussing. Yes. Groping. No. Right. Okay. Okay. You can proceed. Just imagine in his head. He's like, Oh man, do I have to listen to a story about him groping a Disney princess? No, no, he, he didn't touch me. It's okay. You don't have to worry. I'm laughing about this. I'm willingly telling you the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, my number one is Friday Night Lights. Uh, that, well, yeah, it's about Texas high school football. That was Harrisonville growing up. So, it was all about success in high school football and this, that, and the other. Like, the, 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 the ending of it. The actually, stands in my high school football games emptied after halftime. Yeah. Like, Probably at least 50%. Yeah, meanwhile, ours, ours were rocking so hard that we pissed off the opposing coaches. Because the way it used to be set up is uh, you have the field, you have the track, and it's still this way. But all the seating is on one side of the track. And when I was in high school, the opposing team had to be on that side of the field. So needless to say, we tried to turn that place into Arrowhead South, like baby Arrowhead. That's like that's like uh, when I was at Northwest. Mm-hmm. The the marching band section was between the student section and the visitor section. Yeah, like we were the barrier. Yeah, because they knew we could be trusted not to start drunken fights. Because right, we're in yeah. uniform and we're sober. Yeah, 
but I do remember the year at Northwest we got a the they we got a technical because they thought we were the drum line was playing when it was really just the entire marching band stomping on the bleachers. Yeah. We were pissed. <laughs> How can you not tell the difference between a drum and a bleacher stomp? Right. Um, yeah, no, we, we did. Uh, actually, after I got out of high school, so I went and supported my brother and sister while they were in marching band and cheerleading mm-hmm. and all that. So my dad and I would sit there. We'd be on the front row at the 50-yard line. Well, the whole family would. This is actually how Crystal found out I'm nuts about about sports. So any and all, any, like if I'm rooting for a team, I am with you hundred percent of the way yeah. uh, to the point that we got so damn loud that I actually had the co- head coach at green Valley during a playoff game, point me out uh, as somebody who was being so disruptive, blah, blah, blah. And I can't hear like he was, he was complaining to the rep when I can't hear shit because got assholes like that one over there screaming at the top of their lung. I'm sitting there going, it's a football game, dickhead. What do you want? <laughs> you know? So I think he retired not long after that. So anyway. All right. So there you go. The, the top five football movies. Kind of wanted to hurry and just get that out of the way since neither one of you two was like huge on football <laughs> movies. I should have got other people in for that, but that's okay. Uh, I mean, gonna, you want to talk baseball movies. That's a whole other thing. And we will do that when we get closer to the World Series. And I know there's a lot that more. That will be also a difficult list, but for an entirely different Yes, because mm-hmm. you'll have so many more to choose from. Although I still don't understand how you haven't seen Major oh League. Oh, my gosh. Now you're going to hate it. I'm just out of spite, so, but that's okay. How many baseball movies did you not watch before I made you watch I them? I watched quite a few. And then I had to watch ones that you gave me because I hadn't seen those yet. So, get off me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop complaining about Major League then. It's okay. Oh, so uh, just off topic. So speaking of movies that nobody's seen, finally got Dylan to go and watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Really? Yes. However, I had to sacrifice myself. I wound up watching The Wolf of Wall Street last night. I haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street, but from everything I've heard, you got the better end of the deal. Are you? you I mean, you, you. I did not. I did not get the better that, end of the deal. That wasn't as bad as it could have been. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. Um, you got the better end of the deal, but... We're just going to do a little mini-movie review of The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, it was a fine, well-made movie that was about an hour too long and a little bit excessive. And I hated everybody in it. Like, the performances are fine. Yeah, but, uh, but knowing Dylan, he, there's there's a lot worse movies he could have made. Oh, probably. Probably. <laughs> You're probably right. But this one was... Yeah, like, uh, no redeemable, like, like unlike Goodfellas, which was also done by Scorsese, like, there's redeeming factors to Ray Liotta's character and Joe mm-hmm. Pesci and all that. At the very least, you feel like you want to hang out with those guys. Mm-hmm. This entire movie, they're just, everybody's doing drugs, banging hookers, like, the whole bit, and I just went, wow, this is just, it, it got repetitive, like, it honestly did. <laughs> so, uh, thanks a lot, Dylan. Uh, that's three hours I'm not getting back. So, there we go. I, one of the opening scenes of that movie, like him snorting coke out of a stripper's ass or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, no, like literally out of a stripper's ass. Not yeah. on a stripper's ass. Like, after. Yeah, yeah. It is. Okay. It is, I, again, I said it was excessive. And I'm no prude, and you know this. <laughs> yeah. And even I went. That was unnecessary. That is unnecessary. <laughs> so, like I said, performances were great in it. I wound up hating everybody in it because I'm pretty sure you're supposed to. Um, yeah. But, like, unlike other three-hour movies that I've sat through where I'm like, okay, I actually enjoyed being in this world. Like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I enjoyed being with those characters and hanging with those characters because, yeah. you know, whatever. 
this one, I'm just like, get me out of here. Get me out of here now. Um, like, I honestly, I felt like I needed a shower afterwards. So. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What, was, what? what was Dylan's reaction to? Oh, no. I haven't found out yet. Oh, okay. So I'm giving him my reaction now. So I'll find that out tonight. So, <laughs> and provided he actually did his part and watched it. So. He probably didn't. Uh, yeah. So it was on Netflix. So he has no excuse now. I know. But it's so, Dylan. He probably yeah. didn't. Oh, I know. So. Anyway. We'll he probably watch live PD reruns. I probably went home and played video games knowing him. Gotcha. Anyway, so, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk. Uh, Lucy's finally watched It Chapter 1. Yes. We're going to dig into It Chapter 2, and then we'll close out the show. So, since we're not doing the top five there anymore. So, all right, we'll be right back. All right, so we're back. So, Lucy, you finally watched yes. It Part 1 last week, or Chapter 1, however <laughs> you want to title this. Uh all right, so let's dig into the first one. That's really good. Yeah? Yeah. And you don't like horror movies, right? I don't like horror movies, but I mainly don't like jump scares. Okay. Like that's what gets me. I feel like there weren't that many, mm-hmm. or I'm just getting braver, <laughs> and so I don't care as much. Could be. I don't mind jump scares as long as it's not, like, excessive. Yeah. And it's not yeah. everything that's scary about the movie. Yeah, that's right. Like, you shouldn't rely on jump scares, but it being, like, one of the, like, a tool they use... Mm-hmm. Doesn't bother me. Yeah, no. So I really liked it. Yeah. More than I thought I would. Okay. I honestly want to rewatch both of them already. Right. <laughs> and I should have when I still had uh, the first one on Amazon. Yeah. I got it on Amazon. So I had it, it too. for like yeah. two days. Yeah, I did too. And didn't watch it yeah. the second time. Yeah. Uh, no, we, we watched that in theaters the first go round. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a long time since I read it, but I feel like the movie, the first movie anyway, was very, and the second one too, were very close to what was actually written down. Barring a few changes, obviously setting it in the 80s instead of the 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then change, because like in the book, the monsters are, that they're, that they're facing their fears mm-hmm. with are a lot of the old universal monsters, like the Wolfman, the uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, um, all that, because that's what was scary at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so by updating it, to the eighties and, and those different fears I thought really worked really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Richie Tozier is still my favorite character mm-hmm. across both movies. Yeah. Um, anybody who can sit there and rattle off of that many annoying either puns <laughs> or one liners <laughs> about somebody's mother, mm-hmm. they're okay in my book. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, yeah. Cause we sat through that first one and you and I both were like, that was, Excellent. Yeah. And like we, mm-hmm. you're kind of like me. Like you'll watch horror movies, but you're I don't get, you got, I don't you're get excited specific. about yeah. yeah. It's a very specific kind of movie that you've got to be ready for. Um, you know, I don't like excessive gore. I don't like. Um, I don't like gore. I don't like gore if it like feeds the story, mm-hmm. but I don't like it when gore is the story. Right. Yeah. Like the Saw movies. That yeah. So uh, many people have tried to justify the Saw movies to me. I've never seen a single one, and I have no desire to see a single one because it's of that era where they just let's have people murdered in horrible ways, and that's it. That's the movie. I'm like, yeah. no, that's that's a cop out. That's stupid. Um, I, think, I think it depends. No, I don't like I don't like excessive gore, and that's that's it. That's the movie. I don't right. like uh, exorcism movies. T- yeah, typically, like I remember watching The Right, and I actually enjoyed The Right mm-hmm. even before I was in love with Colin O'Donoghue. Um, but I like I just I, I don't know, maybe that's a little too real world for me. Then I'm just like mm, I don't want to mess with that. Like yeah, 
Uh, Let's leave that alone. I was going to say, yeah, when, I, when it comes to, like, uh, you know, exorcism, like, demonic possession kind of movies, yeah, yeah I, I will watch them. I'm not going to get hyped up about them. And, yeah, part of that, like, The Exorcist is still a, still a scary movie to me. I haven't yeah. watched it since high school. And it's, it's, I'm not the most religious person by any stretch of the imagination anymore. And even still, I don't, yeah. those are things that, like, you know, I grew up, you know, lear- knowing that, you know, learning those things are not not good. You obviously, yeah. obviously, and so you go. That's just something I don't want to play with. You know, yeah. I'll go into a into a house that is supposedly haunted. I'll, I don't yeah. know why. I'm I'm the dumbest <laughs> white person ever because I will go. Yeah, let's go into this abandoned, dilapidated house, guys, and see what we can find. Ghost you know? stories, slasher flicks. Yeah, those I'm okay with, but yeah. When you get into like the demonic possession exorcism, yeah. mm, I don't. Yeah. Mm, I'm, I'm. I don't want to mess with that. Yeah. That's just, mm, yeah. nope, nope, nope. Yeah, I think I watched, um, there was one. But, like, I grew up reading Goosebumps and Scary Stories right. on the Dark. Like, just, like, the creepy tales yeah. of, like, ghosts and weird things and, you know, things that go bump in the night. Right. Like, the, yeah, that, that's what I enjoy. Yeah. Apparently demonic clowns fall into that, but. <laughs> Is he really a demon, though? He's, he's a demon, animal. but demonic. He has yeah. some demonic characteristics, yeah. but he, I know he's a mm-hmm. cosmic entity right. that yeah. feeds on fear. Okay. Yeah. This is off topic, but yes. after watching both of them, mm-hmm. the worst thing that happened is the new one came out and I got on Tumblr. And someone I follow apparently Uh-oh. likes Pennywise a lot. And so I got some explicit content. Did you get some Pennywise. Rule 34 Pennywise? Yep. Mm, I remember when I got Rule 34 Hannibal one day, and I did oh, not appreciate God. it. <laughs> I, like, I had this conversation with you, because you sent me, someone posted that, like, it was the joke about it is scarier before you, before you go to therapy, before you go to therapy yes. and that his wife is, like, super into Pennywise, because he just wants the kids to face their fears, but, I, hold on, and I get over it before they, yeah. I got that tweet right here, and it, it, here's, here's what the guy wrote, he said, uh, this is the quote from her. I feel like if you've never been to therapy, scary movies are a lot scarier. Wife, after seeing It Chapter 2, starring her boyfriend, Pennywise. <laughs> I love Pennywise. He's so crazy. He just wants everyone to deal with their shit. He knows if you don't deal with shit in your childhood, it'll mess you up as adults. I'm not kidding. My wife loves Pennywise. To which my response was, I like Bill Skarsgård. Oh, I do too. He's a very attractive human being, and he... He's. I think he's adorable because he's so like awkward. And like every interview where you watch with him, it's like he doesn't want to be there and he doesn't know what to say and he doesn't get yeah. why people think he's interesting. And I just think it's funny to watch. Mm-hmm. I think Bill Skarsgård is fantastic as Pennywise. Like he's yes. just phenomenal. Yeah. I cannot bring myself to say I like Pennywise. Right. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Like. It's gross. Yeah. Yeah. No. But. <laughs> Whatever. Like, and I, I see her point to an extent. I'm like, yeah, no, she's right. Yeah. Like, I don't cover my eyes nearly as much as I used to. But, one, but growing up, but two, going to There's the a difference between, it's they're acknowledging their childhood trauma. Well, it's well, when they should acknowledge it and get over it. And, yeah, and I'm in love with a creepy clown that's terrifying right. children so that they can eat them because they're tastier when they're afraid. Right. That's a leap I'm not willing to take. No, <laughs> no. But, even if it is Bill Skarsgård. Hey, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, don't kink shame, okay? <laughs> the person who was posting them, re-blo- they were reblogging them from a blog called Daddy Which is even worse, because that means oh. there's multiple people. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. One more time. Daddy-wise? Daddy-wise. Oh. 
Oh, sorry if I'm calling you out. I've spent enough time on Tumblr, I'm not even surprised. I'm not either. Uh, Like I said, Rule 34 is definitely a thing. Um, It was traumatizing. It was worse than the movies. Yeah. Uh, More scary. Just for those those that are listening that aren't initiated and familiar with with the internet, like my grandmother, I'm sorry. Rule 34 is an internet rule where basically if anything exists, there must be porn of it. And uh, while I don't partake, no. I'm going, yeah, that's that's a thing. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Knowing, knowing that there is Pennywise smut out there, I'm going, I'm not surprised, but I, I, my I, God. Why? I got Rule 34 recently, not directly, but indirectly by someone talking about it, mm-hmm. that um, there's people who are sexually attracted to Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, I feel like they're a subsect of furries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That my makes sense. Yeah. But mm. girlfriend has a crush on Pennywise for some reason. Why? Like I don't, no. I don't get. Like, like again, I understand liking Bill Skarsgård, but yeah. Pennywise, like she does not care about Bill Skarsgård as far as I know. Then my next question. <laughs> so then my next question is: Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise or Tim Curry's Pennywise? I don't know. Either way, it's still <laughs> bad, but. There's certain. I have. That's why you're getting more in depth into this topic, which I'm pretty sure none of us is willing to do. Uh, you don't know me very well at all because I will. I will dig in because I have to understand. We'll have fun. More power to you, but oh, no, I'm, not, I will, I will I'm not. You I'm, not full, I'm not following you down that route. I will bring you a full detailed report once it's over and done with, and I'll go. Nope. No, I got curious. I went through the daddy license. Yeah. Like they were blonde. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not going that far. I will just ask. No, I was questions. like, what the hell is this? I'm going to see what's going on here. There's a lot of gifts of that scene. Can we do spoilers? Uh, you know what? Um, I don't know if the scene was in the trailers or not because I didn't watch the trailers. The first one or second one? Put it that way. First one. Uh, yeah. Second, yeah. Second one. A second one. Oh. Ooh. Hasn't even been a week. Hasn't even been a week. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't think it was. Okay, I tell you what. Um, I'm gonna clap my hands. Uh-huh. If once you hear the clap, guys, if you're listening, clap my hands. I'm gonna give you like. 30 seconds, and I'll clap my hands again, <laughs> and you okay. can tell me what that spoiler is. It's not case... a huge spoiler. Okay. It's a low one, so hold on. Still. Okay, and here we go. It was that scene from The Maze where he's, like, licking the glass. Oh, and the fire. Oh, that is in the trailer. It is yeah. in the trailer? Yeah, so, okay, okay. So, so never mind, never mind. That is in the trailer. Okay, I didn't watch the trailer, so I don't know. Okay, so there ignore the clap. Of that Sorry, thing. ignore the claps. Uh, you can go back and listen. Uh, the clip was from the trailer. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> yeah, there was like 50 reblogs of that scene. On yeah. The I was like, are you okay? <laughs> Should I call someone? What is happening right now? Uh, yeah. No. <sighs> yeah. No, it is. Yeah. God, that was unsettling in, in part two. And even in the trailer. like I've watched both movies without nightmares, but that image of people getting like sexually aroused by Pennywise licking a glass, that's going to give me nightmares. <laughs> That that will do. I'm gonna be fucked up for a while now. Oh, I lost the. Plan. Oh, there's they the one. Also- <laughs> <laughs> I think it warranted it. Uh, they were also reblogging old Pennywise, Tim Curry Pennywise. Okay. So it wasn't just. So 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 so, all- so so we're probably gonna have gonna Seems have our worse. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. They're both. I mean, it's both pretty bad. I haven't but. watched the originals. So uh, gotcha. No, I mean that they're into both is, is worse. Yeah. Or at least if it's just one, like okay, they just like this one iteration right. one way too much, but. Yeah. The, that, that, that it's both Pennywise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So back to the back to part one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now that we got, uh, this is what I call it, my drunk movie theater, because we just get off the damn rails. So the first one, um, 
the kids in it. I I thought they were all I they really were great. Mm-hmm. Well, Finn Wolfhard's got plenty of yeah. experience just from doing Stranger Things, so he's no. Yeah. Although apparently, I read this after the first one came out. Apparently, when he went back to set yeah. on Stranger Things, he had a foul mouth problem. Yep. Um, they were, uh, yeah, the whole yeah. like crew was like, "What, what happened, happened to this you? kid?" Well, that's <laughs> why he is day. Richie Trashmouth Tozier. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, I, isn't the kid who plays Eddie? Mm-hmm. The same kid from Shazam. He is, yeah. Uh, like yeah. Crutches. Yes. I did not recognize him because he went through puberty in right. this movie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that's the same kid? Right. Yeah, no, he, uh, I liked him. And going into chapter two, um, which we'll just go ahead and just kind of combine the two at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the casting in two for the Adult oh Losers Club. Yeah. I will never be over that. Uh, spot on. Like yes. even 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 perfect. older Ben Hanscom, which I think I can't remember his name. It's like Jay Ryan. Jay Ryan or something like that. Oh yeah, God. he's uh, got two first names. He, yeah, I remember that. he's got two first names. He that, means that if he has one more, that qualifies him for serial killer status. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so him, like I'm sitting there going, like initially I was like, he doesn't look like. He doesn't look like Ben Hanscom. He doesn't look like the kid. And then I look at his face. Yeah. And it's right there in the eyes mm-hmm. that I went, oh, my God. Okay, yeah. you guys nailed it on that one. Like that. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kasprak, uh, James Ransone, holy cow. Uh, especially that shot in the movie. This is like a mild spoiler. There's a shot in the movie yeah, where they, they go show. That transition. The transition oh. from from child Eddie to yes. Oh to adult God, Eddie. That was perfect. Yeah. yeah. I was watching and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, like That's they did beautiful. a great job. Um, while Bill Hader doesn't look like Finn Wolfhard. Apparently he's, Finn Wolfhard got him hired. Yes, he did. Because Finn Wolfhard apparently Finn Wolfhard's a very powerful for, child. Yeah. Uh, for Bill Hader. Like he said, I want Bill Hader to play older me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he works for it though. Yeah. Like, he does a good job. He does. And, and they look enough alike. Yeah. Not, not everybody looks exactly the same throughout their entire life. There are people right. that grow up and you're like, Okay, you look really different. Yeah, I'm not one of those people, but but like it, he looks enough like it that it's yeah. believable. Yeah, exactly. Well, and not only that, like and the person personality. Yeah, Bill Hader had tra- uh, Richie's personality to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, Just like, being himself. Yeah, like, didn't even have to do much. No, yeah. he didn't, and that that was that was great. Like, and and he he is the the biggest bright spot in that entire movie. Like the movie's. Good. Like I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I am surprised that the critics did not love it as much as right? audience yeah. seemed to. Um, but mm. yeah, he uh, by the end of the movie, and I'm trying to avoid spoilers. But yeah. by the end of the movie, he he actually had me in tears. Um, yep, I cried. Uh, yeah, um, you know, uh, I didn't, but I understand. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, not not trying to spoil anything, but yeah. uh, when you see it, like if you've yeah. If you've gone through things, you'll definitely understand where where somebody mm-hmm. would be coming from on that, as far as the tears go. Um, but yeah, like he was he was fantastic. Uh, of course, James McAvoy always brings it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little things he does. You and I were talking about this the other night. So, like, you were talking about how you were picking up things that he did in Split that have kind of transitioned yeah, over. Like, and I don't think it's that he's reusing voices from Split. It's just he had to do so much right. with his voice in Split that it's like there's not a whole lot left he can do. Yeah. Like, even the most prolific voice actors, you get to a point where you start to recognize mm-hmm. yeah. things that they do. And so, like, there's times that, like, he he's yelling or, you know, he gets in a certain mood and his voice changes. There was there was a one particular scene where 
he's talking to Ben in the library. Not Ben. Um, Mike in the library. Yeah. Not going into detail, but yeah, when Mike takes yeah. him to the library and it's just yes. the two of them, that he starts like yelling at Mike that I was like, Hedwig. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, that's going to haunt him for a little bit because everyone's going to accuse him of just reusing voices when really it's just, what left does he have to do that he hasn't already right. done and split? Yeah. One of the things I really dug with him though is the way, because like, the in the movie, the in the book, the kids have all grown up to be successful, um, mm-hmm. and in in their own ways. So like Bill, which is James McAvoy's character, has grown up to be a Hollywood screenwriter. He's got a beautiful wife. He's working on this film. Um, and he's he's also writing books and everything. Which apparently, I love I love the joke they keep doing there back <laughs> to Stephen King. And again, I can't spoil it. Um, but like you know, he's he's gotten rid of the stutter. And like mm-hmm. you've seen, okay, he's he's grown up, he's improved, like yeah. Yeah. everything's going his way, and then he he gets the call back to Derry, and the stutter comes roaring right back, mm-hmm. and it's subtle at first, and then it gets progressively worse as the movie goes on, yeah. and it's uh, like it's a beautiful piece of acting, like mm-hmm. just just for that, um, yeah, like again, James McAvoy can do no wrong at this point, so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you've got him, and then of course Jessica. Uh, Chastain mm-hmm. as Beverly, yeah, um, really brought it. Uh, but she was not my first choice. Like I still wanted Amy Adams just because I think her. Yeah. And Apparently, she was. Um, I can't remember her name. The girl that played young Beverly, uh, Sophia Lillis. Yeah, Sophia Lillis was one that really that wanted, wanted Jessica Chastain. Chastain, and I get that, and that's that's fine. Like I said, for me, for me, it and was, I think they look more alike than. Yeah. than Amy Adams. See, I think she looks more like Amy Adams than Jessica Chastain. Now, as she gets older, she might look more like Jessica Chastain, but, yeah. My first thought when I watched the first it was, oh, Amy Adams would be the perfect choice for that. So, again, not taking away from Jessica Chastain. Yeah. She was brilliant. So, because she, convey, she conveyed everything, the, the vulnerability, but the strength, and all those things. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, and we've joked about three-hour movies, too, and how, you know, yeah, you can sit through them or, you know, and either take them or leave them, depending on the story. Mm-hmm. This one, I felt like three hours, you know, two and hours and 45 minutes, whatever it was, was yeah. justified. It did yeah. not feel as it long did. as yeah. it was. Like, it was it paced well. Yeah. Um, I know some people have had complaints about it, saying, oh, it feels kind of tedious. I'm going, yes, but everybody has to have their individual story at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they all and have so, stuff that they have to, right. to address yeah. Yeah. before they can... So they they can move on and exactly it. exactly and so and you need you need that yeah. full runtime for that unlike Wolf of Wall Street which is the most recent three hour movie of comparison <laughs> I can make where it's just the exact same shit for three hours <laughs> yeah. um, you know this one you actually have to get through yeah. and like there is a bit of repetition to it because it basically you know loser goes to wherever does their thing gets yeah. scared by Pennywise comes back to the group mm-hmm. yeah. you know repeat you know. And that's, I can see where that would get grading on some people, but each one is so different. Yeah, and each and, one has their own trauma that they went through. Exactly. Because I like that they expanded on the time they spent apart in the first movie. Yes. Because the first movie, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how long it was. Like, I don't think it conveyed super well mm-hmm. yeah. how long they spent mad at each other and apart yeah. before they came back together. Yeah, right. Definitely. And so... I liked that they expanded on that and kind of impressed. Like, no, it was much longer than you think it was. And here's what everyone went through yeah. in that time. Yeah. And, and 
yeah, like I said, that's for me, I'm sitting there going, yeah, you, you kind of need that because you had that in the first one. Everybody yeah. had their own individual bullshit they were going through. Mm-hmm. And yeah. while you did it in a shorter amount of time, that extra half hour made a difference here. So mm-hmm. just without it. Now, if you ask me what I would have liked to have seen, I would have loved for them to expanded it to about three and a half hours and actually done like the ritual of chewed from the book, get into the cosmic turtle and all that. Cause that's, so crazy again Stephen King was doing all the cocaine in the 80s when he was writing this book so but like there's so like Pennywise is a cosmic entity there's an equal and opposite cosmic entity as well that's one of uh, like the creators of the universe mm-hmm. it's a giant turtle named Matoran I went ahead and found his name <laughs> so I can remember who, who apparently created the universe when he had a stomach ache and puked it up yep Yep. I, need to read I discovered book. that on, on YouTube yes. the other day. Like, I, like, I, uh, I, I don't mean all of that, but if you've done something, now they do allude to it like by having like turtles everywhere pop up. This is little Easter eggs for fans. But I was wondering why there was such a big thing about turtles. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> why. That's why. So like, yeah, if you, if, you have, if you have time to dedicate to about a 1,200-page book, by all means, I highly recommend it. I need to go back and reread it. I want to read it. Uh, but yeah, just keep in mind, Stephen King was doing all the cocaine in the 80s. <laughs> And uh, it shows. So, but like when he gets into like the metaphysical aspects of mm-hmm. of Matoran and Pennywise and all that, uh, he actually goes in depth. So he actually explains how this is supposed to work. So he, he takes his time. It's just whatever. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the one thing I kind of want to see them do is, uh, you know, Warner Brothers has the rights to quite a few of Stephen King's properties at this point because I think New Line did. Pet Cemetery this year, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they did. I don't pay they, that much attention to the studios. Yeah, I try to just I try to, and there's a reason why when it comes to Stephen King. So Stephen King, so so with it, it's like the beginning of a macroverse, and so there's a lot of crossover with different characters from his books. So like uh, Richie and Bev actually appear later on in another book of his. Just uh, it's at eleven twenty two sixty three. They appear together in that, and they're at like a party or a wedding dancing. Is like a big part of the story. Is just like a side, it's just like, like kind of a side thing. Like the, the Hades all take place the in the same. Ca- yeah, the okay. main characters is meeting with them okay. for something. So like it's things like that. It's not like an MCU level universe. Right. It's just a yes. Maine is a weird place. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So well, like in the book, like Richie and Bev are actually a lot closer than they are in the films. So because um, there, there's an author I read that does that. That like yeah casually mentions characters or yeah. places that are from other books yeah, that are like, that, these take place in the same area but these are just the di- right. different people's stories yeah. in this there's a few the same few, general area right there's a few authors that do that and there's actually a few filmmakers that do that because um, tarantino's done it kevin smith is the original mcu creator you know cinematic universe creator as far as i'm concerned because mm-hmm. like uh, all of his movies except for zach and mary make a porno and jersey girl and uh his more recent horror stuff um, are all set in what they call the Viewisk universe. Mm-hmm. So, like, Clerks happens on this day, the day of this funeral for one of the, the high school classmates of the main two characters. Mm-hmm. If you go watch Mallrats, it's set, like, several days before that, and everybody's just finding out about the girl that, that passed away from a brain aneurysm in the pool, which leads into this. So, like, there's there's different things throughout. And, of course, obviously, Jay and Silent Bob are the, the connecting thread throughout the whole series, but, like, there's other things that connect them as well. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, they're all set in New Jersey, but they've got all these other things going yeah. on. So, if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. Yeah. So, 
uh yeah so they stephen king's not not the only person to do that but it's kind of cool so because like um actually the most recent pet cemetery uh there's a point in the movie where uh the main guy's wife and son are coming home from her parents or his parents mm -hmm. they get stuck in traffic and you see a highway sign that says dairy 20 miles away or whatever and i'm like ah nice i, I knew that i knew that yeah. stephen king always has all of his stories taking place in maine yes. pretty much yeah so i knew that yeah so, so yeah, i didn't know he took that extra like that. step that they were actually supposed to be connected yeah not full on connect. Now, yeah. I was gonna say now they're they're in the same universe, but right now there is some some of his stuff where mostly it's, connected. Yeah, well, that's that's where the whole macroverse kind of comes into play because it's like he does characters that cross over from one universe to another. So like, there's a lot of crossover from characters from the Stand and the Dark Tower mm -hmm. into some of the other books. <laughs> so they're just kind of sprinkled with throughout. So you might see somebody's name in there and go, "Why does that name sound familiar?" You go back and read this other book, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, that's where they came from." Okay. So, and it's not like you have to do it, but you're like, yeah. okay. Like little Easter eggs for people yeah, that read everything. Pretty much. So yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of cool. And I, like I said, I'd kind of like to see Warner Brothers do the same thing with going forward with like Dr. Sleep or, or whatever other property they're getting ready to do as well. Not all the time. Yes, but, like, but I could see how that would be difficult because yeah. you would have to get the actors back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. trying to work, trying to work into a schedule when you know. Yeah, I know you're busy, but uh, yeah. hey, James McAvoy, can you come and show up and like do this this one scene that's like yeah. thirty seconds and may or may not be in the movie? Right. And, like I'm, I'm busy doing this yeah. movie. No. Yeah, like I said, it's just something I'd like. Except to James McAvoy, he'd probably say yes. Yes. But yeah. I guess my Bill Hader saying absolutely. Let's do this. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, uh, that that review devolved. Really <laughs> uh, anyway, if, uh, if you're looking for something to go see, you've seen it, Chapter 1, go see it, Chapter 2 this weekend or this week. No. Uh, it did break. Yeah, It's the second highest grossing horror movie, or highest grossing opening horror yep. movie, right behind its prequel. I know. Well, on Saturday they were saying it was 92. 93 is what I think the final number was this was morning. It? Yeah, so, um, yeah they were projecting at 92 like, million, so. Yeah. Not quite the 123 from part one, but yeah. still pretty good. And I would imagine that the length of the movie actually factored into that. So Could be. unlike Avengers Endgame, where that was an event movie yeah. that everybody had to see. Yeah. So mm -hmm. anyway, so yeah, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to dig into what happened to us over the weekend dealing with this movie. Because while we enjoyed the movie, it just brings out the worst in people. So we'll be yes. right back. All right, we're back. So, It Chapter 2 opened this weekend. Of course, it was our busiest movie at our theaters. Uh, not without issues. So, what was that, Thursday night, Trisha? Thursday afternoon. So, Thursday morning, I wake up to a text from the manager who closed the night before. And she had... The text just said, hey, I think the bull went off in, in MX-40... You might check it in the morning. No one no one was in there, so I didn't notice. Which she explained to me later, no one, uh, we didn't sell to that last show in that theater. So when she was walking the building, she noticed that when she walked past the, the theater, which at the time was playing Angel Has Fallen, she noticed that it seemed dark. Which at first, when she was in the building, she didn't think much of because Angel Has Fallen has a lot of really dark scenes. that So she didn't think anything of it. It was just like, oh, it's dark in there, whatever. 
it wasn't until she said she got home that she was like, well, maybe that's a bigger deal than I thought it was. Because she left the, the projectors on for us yeah. the next morning because she knew that preparing for it and we had a special show and we had a whole bunch of extra concession items we had to get ready. And she knew that it was going to be kind of a long day with a lot to do. She left the booth on for us. So she didn't go upstairs to see if there was anything wrong. So she's like, hey, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a problem, but it seemed kind of dark. You might check it. So I was like, okay. Well, I was going to go upstairs to check out the booth anyway because I had to do other stuff, which is not important. But so I go up there to check some st- other stuff out, and that's when I hear the beeping. I'm like, oh no. So I walk down to Theater 4, which is our MX40 theater, and it's just going nuts. Like, there's like the like the, the off and on beeping that's usually like, hey, you know, the bulb went out or something minor. This is like a loud, obnoxious, constant beep. It's like, oh no. So I walk over and sure enough, LPSU fail. Power unit. I'm like, oh crap. So try to reboot it a couple times, nothing. So finally I have to call our techs. And they're like, okay, try this stuff. Like maybe the, the backup battery went out, so you're not gonna power, so plug it into another source. So I go digging around the booth and I find a an uh, power cord, the surge protector with a super long cord, and I plug basically everything that was plugged into the battery backup into this surge protector that's plugged in elsewhere. Still nothing. So that's when the tech is like, well. We're going to have to get someone out there to to uh, check it and look at it. Okay. We're supposed to premiere it in this auditorium tonight. Like, we, we have one more showing of Angel has fallen, but we haven't sold to it. I can close that. That's not the end of the world. We have other showings, just not MX4D. It's like, well, we've pre-sold the it. Like, we got people expecting to see this. So, long story short, ends up the, the power unit in the projector is bad. We have to order a new one. So we have to shut down the projector until we get a new one in and replaced. So uh, our techs, I talked to the lead tech, which was, luckily I have his cell phone number because he was on vacation and no one had contacted him when they said they were going to. And if I hadn't contacted him, they wouldn't have got it ordered in time. We would have been down all weekend. Yep. Because apparently um, the company projectors we use, which I don't want to call out, closes ordering at 1.30 in the afternoon. And if you don't order before them, and this was this was Thursday night, so they wouldn't have been able to order it till Friday, mm-hmm. which means we wouldn't have gotten it until Monday. Yeah. So luckily, after about an hour of not having heard anything, like I said, I have the lead text phone number, thankfully, and I text him. I was like, hey, haven't heard anything. What's up? And he was like, uh, what? Who'd you talk to? Oh, fun. So luckily, got him the stuff and the info he needed, to order it and overnight it. He's like, it should be there tomorrow morning, but you're not going to be able to play it tonight. Fine. So we get to spend our afternoon frantically calling and emailing everybody we possibly can that had pre-sold, yes. pre-bought tickets to this theater to try to get them into other shows. Yes. Uh, to most of those people's credit that, that I either spoke to on the phone or got a hold of in an email, mostly mm-hmm. cool. Most of them responded. I think there was there was... One that there was one person that had bought through a third party site that we had no contact in yes. before, so we couldn't talk to them. Mm-hmm. And there was another that didn't respond to either voicemail or email before we left at five o'clock. So 
I had to pretty much hand the info over to the closing managers and be like, sorry. Yeah. Good luck. But everybody else, we, we were able to take care of most of them. Yeah, at least the ones for that night. Yeah, for that night. Um, and I said, it's supposed to be in the morning. I think we closed the first, the, we closed the morning show for sure. By the end of that night, our boss had closed all of the shows for the next day. Because he was like, we might not. Yeah. <laughs> we have a history of these deliveries coming too early and no one's there. So they leave with it. Right. And then they don't come back till the afternoon. So apparently the next day, um, they tried to deliver it again right before someone got there, left with Bart. And they had to call uh, FedEx, who said, well, we'll try to get it delivered. Otherwise, you can come to our uh, location and pick it up after 5.30 or wait till Monday. <laughs> We're not waiting till Monday. Right. So luckily, they got it delivered, but... Um, said lead tech couldn't come back out because he was, by that point, he was doing something else. And he's like, I'll get there when I can. So they had to contact everyone. We had to contact everyone that had bought tickets for all of Friday and try to get them resettled. And I was not in box, so I don't know how all of that went. But I do know there was a group of three ladies that um, they had bought in person at the theater. So we had no way to contact them. We can only contact people that bought... Through our website. Right. And then we have a phone number and email for them. But anybody else that they buy on site or if they buy through, you know, Fandango, Adam, any of the third party sites, we don't get that info. We can't contact them. How Fandango gives you their phone number? Not always. Not always. Um, Adam for sure does. Adam, yeah, Adam for sure. It literally just says Adam, Adam ticket yeah. member or whatever. Adam ticket or I don't remember what yeah. it says. So it's like Adam MX or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Fandango usually just says Fandango. I'm, I'm, it's probably, if they have a Fandango account, it probably provides right. something, yeah. but, um, so yeah. So I do know there's three ladies that they had bought to a seven o'clock show and had a, I don't know how the conversation went. Cause again, I wasn't a box, but by the time they flagged me down, it was about seven o'clock ish. And they had ended up with tickets to our, uh, green screen, but it was six, a six thirty show. And they, I don't know when they'd showed up, if they showed up in time to catch it and took too long, or if they didn't realize what time it was, I don't know. But they had tickets to the 6.30 in the green screen. I know they had hit the concession stand in the bar at that point. And it was like 7 o'clock, and they're like, this movie's already started, can we get something else? So this begins a period of about 20 minutes where I'm going back and forth trying to get them seats. And so at that point, I was like, okay, we have front row. Or we have some broken seats in the back row, the 8 o'clock, if you want to do that. But there's one person that's going to be separated. And so they go back and forth and, oh, we want to sit together, but do we want to do front row? And going back and forth, back and forth. Finally, they're like, front row's fine. We're, it's recliners, it'll be fine. Okay, so then I go back to the computer to ring it up. We, we've sold those tickets. Yep. So we get to go back and be like, okay, so we're back to the broken seats in the back row, the 8 o'clock. And then they start going, oh, well, what about Longview? And so I pull it up on my phone. I'm like, their, their show's already started. It's it's too late for that. Like, yeah. for you guys only had, what, what, like three theaters playing it? Yes. So I think they were, I think, so. I think the last show to start was like 7 o'clock, something like what that. Night? Uh, Friday. Friday? Yeah, 11 o'clock. No, no, no. I'm talking about oh, for the 7 o'clock round. round. Yeah. Yes, the last one was at 7. But I was like, their next one is at like 10, like us. So like, yeah. going there is no, because... 
They were like, I suppose you can't help us there. I was like, well, if there's a show and they have seats, by all means, I can call over there. I know people. I was there Friday night. Yeah. I, I figured if nothing else, Hutch would be there. So I was like, I can call someone over there and I can get you set set up. Right. If they have a show for you and if they have seats for you, but everything had already started. Yeah. So yeah, like, I'm not going that far for the customers. They, they just, <laughs> at that point, you've already hemmed and hawed and lost your last chance here. Now you're on your own. Well, but they brought to MX40 originally. Yeah. And so no. we, yeah. <laughs> Don't care. So eventually they're like, okay, we'll, we'll take the back row. And by this point, I talked to our boss and he was like, at this point, pretty much was like, give them free stuff. Like, I was like, yeah. well, they've been to the concession stand, but I'll, I'll offer the they can have what they want. Cause I knew that they had a bucket of popcorn. Yeah. And so I basically went over there and I was like, okay, well I, I checked with box that they hadn't promised those broken seats to anybody. And I was like, here's the broken seats. Here's what it is. Wrote it all down. I was like, if you want anything, I can't get you alcohol. Right. But literally anything else you want from the concession stand food, come flag me down. I'll, I'll get you taken care of. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well that works. Can we just hang? Do we have to do it now? I was like, no, no, no. Cause it was like seven 15 by that point. Yeah. And they were sitting at, like, a, the tables over by where you, like, pick up the food. Right. And their movie was, like, on the other side of the theater. It's like, no, you can sit here, hang out, chat, you know, finish your drinks, whatever. But yeah, come fly. I'll be in the stand. Come fly me down. So then we hit about 7.35, 7.40. The round has kind of died down. So I go, just out of curiosity, and I look it up. And sure enough, there's three seats on the second row at 8 o'clock that open up. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I literally run to get readmits to ring them up before they're gone. Mm-hmm. And about this time, these ladies come strolling up to get food. And I was like, hey, guess what? Here's better seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they actually ended up going over and getting another round at the bar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, totally can't do it that point. and what was funny was that they were just going to get, they'd already gotten popcorn. I think they were going to get, they got two orders of nachos and I think like a candy. And that's all they were going to get. And then our boss is standing there and he actually talks them into getting a, uh, funnel cake fries too <laughs> i was like we were gonna get away really easily with giving them minimal free stuff yeah. we talked them into more but whatever they were super happy yeah and so yeah they got that and then they got more drinks and they went in and i was happened to be in the stand when the, the show got out and they left and they were like thanking me up and down yeah but what was funny is when i went up to box to talk to them to make sure they hadn't promised the broken mm-hmm. seats because i mean we we do that a lot mm-hmm. there's an issue hey there's some broken seats that were climbed hey you know seats um they knew exactly who I was talking about, and apparently one of them was super mean to them when they came up to get it squared away. It was, like, super rude to them. And I was like, they were nice to me, but they were at least a quarter of the way into their their alcoholic drinks yeah. by the time I talked to them. And they'd already gone through the concession stand, mm-hmm. so they've had time to cool off. Right. They've had a little bit of drink. Yeah. They were a lot nicer to me. Yeah. Uh- Back to the projector thing. So when Lucy got here, I kind of... But, oh, but then our... So to finish up the MX-40 story, our... <laughs> said, said <laughs> lead tech, sorry, do it. <laughs> said lead tech showed up about, I think, 9.30 that night. Because mm-hmm. we got the parts. And he showed up about 9.30 that night. And I went up there to bring it to him. And we chatted for about 15 minutes while he set it up. And that was all it took. And it was back up. Yeah. And so the very last show of the night, we told people, like, this is kind of our test to see if it's working. So if you want to go watch it, knowing that there's a slim chance that'll fail, they're like, yeah, that's fine. So yeah. it ran. We've been good. Yeah. So when Lucy got here, cause she, she beat you here. I kind of gave her a little, little bit of the rundown of what happened with that projector. Lucy, what did a customer tell you about it? A customer came over and told Uh-oh. us that your MX4D had gone down because it caught on fire. What? And that one of the people, one of the managers had told them that. 
No. <laughs> no. There's no way. No. There's no way. <laughs> I was like, why would... Wait, was this you? Friday? Yes. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it was down Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Well... Yeah. Maybe Thursday night, but I think Friday. Well, the only... You know, as far as I know, the only ones of us that interacted with customers to deal with it was the two of us. Right. Mm-hmm. Dylan. And then yeah. Megan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Kevin. But I don't know... I don't think any of them tell a customer something's no. on fire. No. That's just going to cause a we panic. Just, we just said the projector's down. Right. There was an issue with the projector, yeah. the projector's down. So someone took that to mean it's on fire. Right. Apparently. Because <laughs> that's what I It would I not heard. be open if a projector was on fire. Yeah. Uh-huh. The entire building would be closed down. Right. Well, and then on Saturday... But that's funny because how many times have people joked about telling customers that projector caught on fire to get out of the last show? Hi, just, I'm right here. Just as a joke. <laughs> I'm sure Chum used to do it all the time, oh, too. Yes. I know Dylan's done it. I know you've done it. I have not done that. Like, Chum was like, who stole my excuse? I was like, what the? What? I, don't I just want to clarify. I have not done that. I have thought about it. What? About telling customers, yeah, they have projector cut. No, yeah, yeah. several yeah. managers have made jokes to each other okay. about it. Okay, not to the customer, just to each other. Like, yeah. did we sell the last show? Yes. Well, well, can we go tell them it's on fire so we can go home? Like, exactly. That's the conversation to happen. But no one, no oh one, no one would ever actually say that to right. a customer. Yeah, back in the days of thirty-five, it was well, the projector didn't catch fire, but the yeah. film reel did. <laughs> Someone came in, told us that, and then Saturday, I came in. They're like, "Have you heard anything about the MX Four D? Like, is it still down, or are we gonna? Should we expect people from that?" And I was like, "I have no idea. Did it actually? Did catch you really on fire? get that many? Because most people that we talked to just switched to another show. I have no idea how many we actually there got, was, but." Maybe two or three that I know of for sure off the top of my head that just yeah. got refunds. Yeah. But if it was down all day Saturday, I could see. Because we no, it was all the... It was back up Saturday. Yeah. It was Saturday. They were well, happy. Friday night. But, like, yeah, we returned to normal. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. Normal business on Saturday. Yeah. So, how'd your weekend go, Lucy? <laughs> uh, lots of kids getting yeah. kicked out or ID'd. Yeah. Um, there was one mom on. I heard something about you only had, like, one movie that wasn't rated R. Yeah, every single movie except Hobbs and Shaw was rated R this weekend, <laughs> which right. was really fun. Um, last, no, Sunday night, there was a group of like 20 kids who all bought to that movie, which was weird because it isn't selling at our location at all, really anymore. <laughs> like maybe five to 10 tickets per show. Yeah. Yeah. We sold like 20 to 25. Mm-hmm. So we went in there to check it. No one was in there, and one of the frontliners had seen him going around the corner towards one, oh, which is our grand screen, which also started like 10 minutes before the Hobbs and Shaw. We went in there, and there was so many kids that needed to be kicked out. All the kids. They needed to be switched to their own movie. Yeah, they said on the on the conference call bad. yesterday that he our, our shared DM was saying mm-hmm. that apparently – Said we know you've been doing your job because uh, we've got a lot of emails from angry parents that when their kids weren't let in or they were kicked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't want to go see the movie. Okay. Tough. Not a problem. Right. Yeah. Uh, so either you go or they don't go. Like. So I want to get something straight with the uh, the people listening right now with our R-rated policy at our particular chain of theaters, which is going to be ninety nine percent of yeah. all theaters. Exactly. I you know must... one for sure in the area that doesn't yeah. follow it. Uh, you must be 17 or older to buy a ticket. And yes, if I'm there, 
one ticket. One ticket Boom. for one. yourself. Yep. That's it. If you want to buy multiple tickets, you must be 21 or over because that's mm -hmm. the only way we're going to allow you to take their child in or whatever. Yeah. I yeah. can't count how many kids over the years I've kicked out sure. that have tried to bring their little brother with them. So if you walk up and ask for two tickets for you and your girlfriend yeah. and we ask for your ID and you show us your 17, 18, 19. Yeah, I'm going to need to. We're going to need your girlfriend's ID. If she doesn't yeah. have it, you're going to be turned away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the policy. I've ruined dates that way. Oh, <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> Team Cockblocker, let's go. Stepbrothers. Yeah, yes. Uh, he was so mad at her. It's so funny. Uh, anyway, so yeah, you don't have your ID. It's just like buying alcohol or cigarettes. You don't have your ID, you're not getting in, period. I'm not, not risking my job with anybody or getting us in trouble. It's not that I'm trying to be a dick, although I can be, depending on how you want to react. And the policy to it. is posted. The policy yeah. is posted. On it our website, on our we have it. Yeah, it's on our screen. We have the paper copy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's yeah, yeah it's everywhere. there. It's there, and it has not changed no. ever. I've been working at the yeah. theater for yeah, someone like twelve years. years. They change it to that. I was like, when they opened the company, when they, I don't when they know. They opened this building twenty years ago. Well, that's always it. been it. Like you may have right. skated by and caught someone that didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Or, mm -hmm. Wasn't paying like, attention, I've, but I've had to tell kids this weekend, "Hey, make sure you're carding people that are going. Like, yeah. even if they're coming just to get their tickets, they've already paid for. Yeah. Do not release those tickets until you've carded them. Mm -hmm. Worst case scenario, they're they're angry about it. You give them a refund, get them the hell out the door, or yep. switch them to a different movie. Yep. And then we mm -hmm. catch them sneaking into the movie anyway, yep. because we yeah. sell out every movie. And there's no place that they're going to be able to sneak into. There was a group of kids who sat on the steps in one of the shows. Seriously? Yeah. And when we were doing theater checks, I was like. No. no, no. This is a fire hazard. Get out. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do this. Yeah, I didn't even have tickets. Yeah, like at all. I don't know how they got past the ticket taker. Right. Uh, yeah, I would. I would say this. Like, it was a good thing that we actually had people on poll this weekend that could actually yeah. card. Like, obviously, one of them can't because yeah, you know. Yeah. But everybody else could, and that that actually helped. But like, mm -hmm. so my Saturday mm -hmm. night, which just happened to work out because. Our usual Saturday night ticket taker couldn't work. Yeah. So, um, <coughs> and I would say anytime you have an already movie like that, you probably have to set it up that way. So, yeah, I'm not, but, I'm not no, really I, pissing off his mom. She oh, I know. Me. I know. I know. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, um, clear it with her. <laughs> because, you know, apparently people's parents run our damn business. But uh, anyway. So, only when it comes to her, she scares me. Yeah, well, <laughs> anyway, we'll move on from that. But, yeah, so, like, Saturday night, I actually had a group of, like, 20, 15 to 20 kids that came in, and they had their parents with them. That's the thing. I am powerless uh, at that point. Yeah. That's the email yeah, I had no. to respond back to. Of course, they acted obnoxious to the point. Like, they, so we had 2.0 up there dressed as Georgie in the, mm -hmm. the rain slicker. Yeah. They came and, like, bum-rushed him, and we're, like, dicking with him, trying to, like, pull his phone out of his pocket and all that, and he's like, came and told me about it. I'm like, yeah, you can kick him out at that point. <laughs> So yeah, they acted like complete fools, but then they shape up getting... or ship off, huh? Shape up or ship off. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, and I gave them a warning. They got into the movie. Apparently, they acted like assholes the entire way through. Don't know if the parents were there or not, but we got an angry email about yeah. it, saying, "I'd like to know how these, you know, ten to twelve kids or however many it was got into got into an R-rated movie in the first place." And I'm going, "This is how. Like, there's nothing I can do about that. The only thing I can do." What, what pissed me off is that she sat there and said that she uh, thought about getting up several times. And I'm going, so you didn't. So you didn't. So I can't do yeah. anything if you don't tell me. 
Yeah. And trust me, I am more than happy to go kick asshole kids out of the movie theater. <laughs> like, that is... I get a hard on just thinking about it. Like, that's how much I enjoy kicking teenagers out of R-rated movies yeah. for acting like dickheads. Yep. So, sorry, Grandma Betty. Um, <laughs> anyway, like, yeah, so that happened Saturday night. I had to turn kids away left and right. I had one group, like, they walked, it was a little trio of, of teeny boppers. They come up, and they go, can we get three tickets to It Chapter 2? And I go, can I see your IDs, please? And the face, like, they, it went immediately blank. Like, they short-circuited, and like, yeah, I sent you the gif. Like, their brains just exploded. Like, they did. Like, the, it was really funny. It's two tall blondes and a short brunette. Like, literally, like this. So, anyway, the short brunette, like, looks at me like, uh? And then, oh, yeah. Yeah, turns and looks at her friends like, what? What did he just, What? No. <laughs> just like, no. Like, yeah, I gotta see your ID. That was Saturday. And like I got through Saturday. I'm like, whatever. We'll just we'll it is what it is. Yeah. Sunday was worse. Yeah. Sunday was worse. Um, I don't know what it is about Sundays at this damn place. And that's the thing. Chiefs game was on Sunday. We should have been completely dead, as far as I'm concerned. We weren't, which big movie, I get it. You see it when you can. But the Chiefs are playing, so it slows everything. There's a lot of people that are interested in it that aren't interested in Chiefs. True. Yeah. So, fine. and that's fine. They're entitled to their wrong opinion. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to go watch the Chiefs game, but uh, yeah. So I had several people. So let's start with the first one. Uh, the f- first one is actually a pair. Or like it started off as a trio of teenagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my frontliner that was with me at the time carded them, or started to card them, of course, two of them didn't have their IDs. I'm like, well, we can't let you in. Well, we can refund it to you. Okay, cool. So they got the refund, but they left. Mm -hmm. Two of them came back. The one that didn't have his ID the first time had his ID. But the one who had his ID the first time didn't have his ID the second time. Right? So I'm like, so what happened to your ID in the, like, hour or two since I last saw you? Like, (laughs) I I still need it. So he left for, like, 20 minutes. Did they look alike or something? No. Oh, God. Okay. No, not even close. Did he just, like, hand it off? No, like not it? even close. Like, they were, like, tall, short, thicker, thinner. Like, it was too tall. Totally, like, there was no way. That doesn't so, make but, a difference in an ID picture. No, no, no. So in the picture, yeah, you know, it was blonde hair, brown okay. hair. Like, it was yeah. total too He didn't just, like, hand off his ID. Yeah, it was two totally different kids. So okay. so the kid that didn't have his ID the first time had his ID. And I so I checked it. It's him. We're clear. The other one doesn't have his ID. I'm like, you just had it a minute ago. He goes, well, let's go. Blah, blah. Okay, fine. We'll go back home and get it. Come back. <laughs> so he left for like 20 minutes. Comes back. I walk back up to box office. Again, I'm trying to watch the Chiefs game as well. So I'm like dart, darting back and forth between the bar and, and, and the front. Get back there. These two are walking through and start to like go past our ticket taker. Who stops them for the tickets? Well, they've got them on their phone again because they ordered online because mm-hmm. they thought this would work because that's what they did the first time, first two times. So this is the third thought time. the ticket taker wouldn't cart them and they could just go into there. Well, so the ticket taker uh, didn't have the scanner. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's been down. Yes. So and I told the ticket taker if they've got the 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 scan or the barcode, QR code on their phone and it's the brown or gray black or background, send them to me so that way you can tell them I, I can give them their ticket and yeah. you can tell them where they need to go. Because the white one is the email, and that tells them everything they need to know. Yeah. So did you get those? Got them on through. Yeah. They had the brown one. (laughs) 
So I and of course so I I'm tobacco. trying to stop them anyway to card yeah. them. So they come back and I go, just means I said I saw his ID, just need to see yours. So the kid pulls out his ID and hands it to me, and I go, You're not even 17. <laughs> he goes, Come on, man, you're not gonna let me watch the movie. I go, No, no. that's the R-rated policy. Like We've been doing, you've been doing, wasting all of your afternoon <laughs> trying, to, trying to break a rule that I'm not going to let you break. I did. I Jordan swatting the ball out the air every single time. I'm just doing my best to Kembe Matumbo impression, just going, nah, not in my house, you know. Anyway, so this kid got pissed off. He got his refund, but he, I'm, I'm malicious compliance to a T. He asked for a refund on one ticket. He bought two. He only asked for a refund on one. So I gave him a refund on one. Consider it a tax for being an idiot. So that was my first one for Sunday. Oh, God. And again, I've been carting people throughout the day, so whatever. Yeah. Well, Ticket Taker is, uh, she's one of our special needs people. That's all I'm really going to say about it. But she's very much follow the rule to yes. the T. No outside food and drink, specifically. Yes. So like. This lady came in for an earlier showing of It, and she had a bag, like a Ziploc bag of M&M's. <laughs> and so... Then your pocket? Yeah, ticket taker, ticket taker stopped her. And no. So she said, you have to take it back out to your car. She goes, well, here, you can just take them to the box office, and I'll pick them up later. And then no. just, like, shoved them off on, on her and went to her movie. And I went, all right, fine. So I set them under the counter. I'm like, whatever. And she'll probably be a dumbass and either come back and try to pick a fight with me or, you know, which is what happens. Or she'll happened. walk out and leave them. Uh, or she'll walk out and leave them. And which then, case hey, free candy. You went, right. So, out of a Ziploc bag, though. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, no. So, I know, but. Yeah. So she came back. Uh -huh. She goes, I had a bag of M&M's up here. And I go, oh, yeah. Right there. There you go. She goes, by the way. And she goes, you guys have never. I said, oh, no. We, we We've always had policy. this policy. And I, like, had the sign up on the on the stand with us. So I turned it around so that way she could see it. I said, right that's here. been... She goes, well... It's also on the doors. Yeah. yeah. Every set of doors yeah. has a sticker that she says, goes, no outside She goes, nobody else enforces that. And I go, well, they're supposed to. And I thought she meant like B&B theaters. No, yeah. Nobody enforced it. I'm like, well, they're supposed to. Yeah. So I'm like, it is what it is. And then she goes, well, AMC doesn't, and that's where we'll be going from here on out. And I just went, well... <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Like, non-plus. Non like, I just didn't care at that point. Immediately after her, I have a, a pair of kids come up. And they're 17. Like, I asked for their IDs because they're going to see good boys, not it. Yeah. Well, I, go, I need to see your IDs. Well, I don't have my ID. I can't let you in without the ID. And so, of course, the girl of the two goes, well, why does he need his ID? Why do you need our IDs? I'm like, because it's an R-rated movie. And I said, that's why I'm asking for it. She goes, well, you don't have to cop an attitude. I said, I don't have an attitude, but you're about to find out. You asked me a question, and I answered it. I said, now, if you'd like an attitude, you're about to get one as I tell you to leave. <laughs> and so the boy, he goes, oh. I goes, oh, I've got my, my permit. Because like, he had, he had the, the fold-out paper from where the oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, that's all I need. As long as it's got a picture and a birthday and it's yeah. something official. Like, yeah. From, like, state issue. A government ID is what I tell everybody. Yeah. So, uh, Yeah. At that point, this is like 2.30 in the afternoon, I was done. Dylan had somebody else he had to deal with. Uh, I'd have to get his story from him because I can't remember how his went. But he was done. When Dylan's done, <laughs> that's when you know people are being assholes. Mm -hmm. So, 
uh, yeah, so that was my Sunday. My Sunday was far worse than my Saturday night was. Yeah. Uh, you know, but hey, the Chiefs got the win. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wanted to do their best Miles Jack impression, apparently. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, Lewis, did you have any other stories from the weekend you wanted uh, to share? Luke was telling me, <clears throat> one of our managers was okay. telling me. Mm-hmm. One second. Sorry. Okay. okay, so what happened this weekend? What so, Saturday morning, I wasn't there yet, but Luke told me about it. There was a mom who came in and tried to, like, just drop her kids off or something. Yeah. He caught her on the way out and said, no, you got to go see the movie with them. You can't just drop them off. And so they all came up to the counter, and they were dealing with her for 10 minutes, I think is what he said. Like, where she would just was going back and forth with them over and over again until, like, she got to the point where she was, like, mocking him a little bit and, like, just being rude and wouldn't leave even though she like they were trying to get her into a different movie they were trying to get her refund any of that stuff presenting all options presenting all options and she was just being awful and she made a joke about a joke quote air quotes that okay i'll buy the ticket but i'm not staying and watching it with them and he was like okay then i'm not selling you the tickets (laughs) And you can leave. And she's like, oh, I was joking. I was joking. Uh-huh. Like, I'm sorry. I was joking. And he's like, no, you can leave. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. And, the conversation ended yeah, right yeah. there. And they went through that probably two times of her saying she was joking and him telling her to leave. And then at the end, he was like, if you don't leave, I'm going to call the cops. So you need to go. Yeah. And it was like a group. Of, he said the youngest kid was eight-ish and the oldest was like, 13, 14, maybe. Wow. And she's just going to drop him off to go watch it. And so yeah. she got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't get a refund. Right. And I don't, she said she was going to go to the 16. So I don't know if you guys got her, but. We probably did. And we probably, and that's the thing is like when I've explained it to some parents, they're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we understand. Okay. Well, I don't want to see this. You guys aren't seeing it today. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Not doing it. Others, I've had others that have like. Well, they agree to go to it and they complain yeah, like, the entire time, but yeah. they actually do go watch it. Yeah. yeah, or they wind up going in and then leaving like twenty minutes in. And then yeah, then you can't find tell the kids. are gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had people do that too, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna come find your children, right? And kick them out. And you'll have to come back and pick them up, and then we'll have to start this pop this project says all over again. Yeah. Uh, I did forget one other thing that happened to us while we were uh, actually we were off the clock and watching the movie. Oh yeah. So. We we went to see it chapter two on Thursday night. We went to a public screening for once. Um, okay. And it's because well, one, I wanted to watch it on green screen. Two, I kind of wanted. To and we see didn't want to watch it at like two o'clock in the morning, right? That's and uh, so, like, we could either watch it privately on like one of the regular screens or go to the ten o'clock showing yeah. on the green screen. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, let's watch it in there because I kind of want to yeah. see the audience's reaction to some of the scary parts. Yes, yeah. That's happened by watching scary movies and the and the birds of prey fake out trailer. Right. See if there's any yeah. sort of reaction which there really there really wasn't um disappointing that's why the only reason i want to see it again well i do want to see the whole thing again but i want to see that birds of prey yeah trailer yeah Uh, i've decided so anyway so we sat down and it's not 20 minutes into the movie Mm -hmm. we've got knuckleheads in the row behind us one of them thinks he's a friggin' comedian Mm -hmm. and keeps trying to crack jokes and (laughs) oh god that's so funny Uh, just doing that stupid shit the whole way through we finally got to about the halfway point of the movie, and this continued. Mm-hmm. I didn't get up and go get a manager like I should have, <laughs> because I I just I've reached that point in my life where I just don't give a damn anymore. <laughs> so I just they finally cracked one last joke, 
I looked over to my right, right over the shoulder, and went, would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> Loud enough to be heard through that entire, entire auditorium. <laughs> it's amazing. When you do that, how quiet it gets after that. Because they didn't say they didn't another word. a single joke after that. They didn't. They didn't. Like, it was, yeah. And I'm like, that's all I ask. Yeah. So... Because I'm not above pulling the, you guys need to get out before I go get a manager. Because I yeah, because if one of us goes out and gets manager, you know they're coming in and doing something. And like I don't have no problem with standing there going, it's these assholes right here. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. So, And I don't care if you sit there and go, I'll find you. I'm like, I'm here every damn night, bitch. Let's I'm go. Pretty sure the rest of the theater would have applauded us at that point. Probably. Because, oh, God, they were so obnoxious. Yeah. And so, like, we got to the end of the movie. And I said it loud enough for them to hear as they were walking down the steps. I looked at Trisha and said... Next time I say let's go to a public screening, smack me because that's the dumbest idea I think I've ever had in a long time. So, all right. So with that being said, uh, we're going to close out the show. Um, Lucy, thank you for joining us. I'm glad you enjoyed it one and two. Uh, we're going to have to find some more horror movies to kind of dig into. I've actually got a friend from high school I met uh, uh, met with a couple weeks ago. And she's kind of in the same boat, so trying to ease everybody in. So we'll find some stuff. So actually, all throughout October, that's what I'm wanting to do is, like, different horror movies. Okay. Um, and, and, like, try and get everybody together and actually watch them together. Yeah. But I kind of want everybody to bring one that they have that they like that nobody's seen or if they oh. can. Things like that. But, but for you, for you, it's just you're going to be watching whatever we've done. Okay. Have you watched The Faculty? No. Oh, we got to do The Faculty. So, right. 90s horror movie that's not great but it's one of those that's it's bad but it's good and i adore it it's enjoyable i don't think it's bad i don't think it's bad it's not bad it's not great but it's not not great so it's it's at the very least it's memorable Mm -hmm. so because that movie exists and because um elijah wood was in it he became frodo Oh, because it was a guy that was on the set of that movie that told him he should audition for frodo that's awesome and then he was frodo Mm -hmm. and I still don't care for Lord of the Rings, but <laughs> that's movie history, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Lucy, thank you again for joining us. Uh, guys listening at home, uh, you can always check us out on Facebook at My Drunk Movie Theater, uh, on Twitter at Drunk underscore Theater. You can always email us, uh, MyDrunkMovieTheater at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and that's it for this week's show. I don't know. Uh, we're going to try and do this next week again. It's your birthday next week. I feel like we have to do something with you. <laughs> I'll just let you run the show next week. Oh, we'll figure something no. out. Gonna, no, that's not a birthday present. No, it's a birthday present. No, I'll let you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have you help me pick stuff out for it. How about that? Okay. All right. So, um, so yeah. So all that being said, uh, from here at uh, from us here at My Drunk Movie Theater, I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And be nice to your damn theater staff. <laughs>